Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, fam, it's your boy, ZDogMD. We are here with Incident Report with a very special guest. I say this every time, but this time it may actually be true. Now, this is a personal, if this were American Idol, this is where Simon would be like, this is self-indulgent. And the reason is I have a doc on the show who actually is like bizarro me from a different dimension. So early on in my career when I was trying to be come come up with something for Z-Dog MD, like, who am I going to be? I need a name. It wasn't Z-Dog MD. I was like, I want to start a channel on YouTube called Placebo TV. And I did a Google search to see, has anyone done this? Doubtful. It had been done. Pl- the Placebo Journal and the YouTube channel Placebo TV was done by one Dr. Doug Farrego, who is a primary care family practice doc at the time in Maine and had a publication that reached like 10,000 subscribers of hilarious medical satire. I ended up getting the entire collection and going, when I grow up, <laughs> I wanna be Doug Farrego. Well, Doug is not only a really hilarious guy and a physician, he's a direct primary care pioneer. Direct primary care we've had on the show before is where it's a flat fee for an unlimited all you can treat access to amazing primary care, True Health 3.0. He's an inventor and he's a freaking renaissance man. And he's here on the show, Doug Farrego. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate being here. I really do. This is, uh, let me throw this back at you. See, the difference between you and I is um, you have talent, right? So, uh, <laughs> I, and I'm serious about that. I, I, I want to blow smoke up your, you know, the videos you've done, the st- if, if I gave you, if I was one tenth of what you were, I would actually be interviewing here would be my show but your your talent is phenomenal and, and this is no bs you know your your talent with the videos you've done the way you interview the stuff you've done i watch and it's blown me away so if i gave you anything towards that great you know i don't know i might listen I, i'm not i'm not that interesting but your stuff is phenomenal look dude uh, okay first of all thank you second <laughs> of all you're wrong so here here's the thing when when i was trying to i had was so you know burned out you know, yep. end stage moral injury. Uh, and I was like, how am I gonna use my own? I'm an oppositional defiant, I'm a bit of an yep. outlier, I, I have to be a jerk, it's just who I am. So I saw this mess, I wanna do something, I said, okay, I'm gonna use social media. Who's doing this in right. medicine? Well, there was nobody. Ken Jong, who you know, right? Yes, yeah. kind, yes, we can right. talk about that. Yeah, 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 later on. But he he was the only example that I'd seen of a physician who'd like been a mainstream internal medicine guy yes. and went on and did these things. But he wasn't talking about medicine. He was out with the muggles doing right, right. medical stuff, which right. was great, super talented guy. But then I saw you and you had this placebo journal, yeah. which was in comic book kind of format, yeah. like Mad Magazine. Right. And I would open up a, a thing and there was this fake drug ad for Scrotox. Yes, yes. It was Botox for your scrotum. Right, brilliant, right? And I was like, you know what? Why didn't I think of that? And it, it was genius. It, it was it was to make those testicles shiny. It was just it was just Because who doesn't want a shiny testicle? Exactly. And right. the bottom line is when you see drug ads now, all my mind always did was like, okay, this is ridiculous. First of all, it's gouging, it's nothing new. How can I mock it? And yeah. and so the only power I had at that time was to mock every freaking thing that I saw. And there was no one like you was out there doing it. No one was doing it. Everybody was accepting HMOs. Oh, they're doing good. Or administrators, they're out for our good. It's like, dude, it's ridiculous. And so I had no, I was employed by a hospital. I had no other way but to attack, but through the humor. Now, that still got me in trouble. Yeah, tell me about that because yeah. I looked at you and I'm like, well, this guy's getting away with it. But no, you, but no, you I, didn't. I, I uh, so I multiple times, right? So I would, um, 
I remember, I, I think I told you, but Cigna, at one point we mocked Cigna. It was, they had a great little emblem at that point. I think they're absorbed by somebody now, but it was, a, it was a nice tree with all these leaves on it. And we made a mockery of their, what they did, it just shredded them in there. And the emblem was Cigna with one leaf and everything was just dead, right? <laughs> then they came, they came after my hospital. They were going expi- to the, cancel the contract of the, of the whole contract with the hospital because of what I did. Wow. And so, you know, that I was called in, always called in. It was, they had my own seat there anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was back and forth. And later on when I actually left, I actually went into the HR files and found that they, their lawyers and my, uh, the hospital's lawyers saying, you know what, uh, the Cigna ad is, our lawyer said the Cigna ad is not enough to, for them to cancel our contract, but it may be enough for us to fire for any good. Wow. <laughs> they never did, but they wanted to be. Wow. So, dude, I was, I can see their point. Listen, I'm, I'm mocking everything. Yeah. And it's going national. Washington Post wrote, wrote about me, U.S. News and World Report. I'm, I'm mocking everything uh, that they hold, that the administration of that hospital holds so dearly. And I'm shredding them. So why are they going to keep? I can't believe they kept me as long as they did. I never got fired. I've never been well, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So they did, and I, I kept you know when I went from that hospital and I went to another hospital for five years. I just kept doing it. So yeah, uh, we we did not hold back. The, the The key was there were some patient stories, hmm. um, but it was never like the patient was injured to make fun of. Hmm. Um, A hippo was okay. Uh, the hippo or hippa? Ah, uh, both. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah, all names were changed. You can tell who it was, and right. probably not okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but but you know, we were in the first on. Uh, I knew the opioid uh, was crap was going on then, and we were doing um, stories like uh, um, my uh, my favorite Munchausen was a story. Okay, <laughs> but uh, this was what like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, this is ten. Yeah, at yeah. least. And so it's uh, when I started. Yeah, yeah, my favorite Munchausen. Malingerers say the darndest things. Okay. <laughs> Uh, those darn narc seekers, right? Those are the titles. And we had stories about them. And, and they were educational, actually, because when you look at it, you're like, oh, man, that was a great scam that guy pulled. And it was scams that patients who were abusing our narcotics, how they would come to your office and do yeah. they were great stories. So they were actually, we were ahead and, and knew that was a problem. So we would put that stuff out there. So we definitely cut a cutting edge. Definitely, I personally got in trouble, but it was the only way for me mentally to survive. Honestly... You talk about moral injury. I went through it in residency. I went through it in, in uh, medical school. I can tell you stories about that. But it was I was burned out hard. And so when I was in, I needed a I needed therapy. Mm. This was my therapy. This is your therapy, right? Yeah. This that was my therapy to survive. I didn't give a crap if anybody else laughed. I had a couple writers. Vance Lassie, great guy, used to write for me, and still my best one of my best friends. People would help me, but the, I would just sit back. The, you know, I can just look at something and say, "Oh yeah, here we go." And so, and, and 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 you do the same thing when you do, you know, Vader and everything else. It's funny because you you asked me when you came here. Uh, so does this bring you a kind of a joy, the creative creativity in the process of it? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's shit we put out there that that. Uh, we know it's not going to get views, but yeah. me and Tom and Logan are laughing so hard yes. that we're like, we're putting it out there. People aren't going to like it. I don't care. It's yeah. for us, right? Right, right. Because it is. It's a kind of a catharsis. Now, what you were doing, this is an important point to put on it. People will get, you know, I, you got in trouble and they yelled at yeah, you yeah. this and that, but you, are you making fun of patients? No. You're actually pointing out through satire, which is yes. the most, one of the highest coping mechanisms right. and one of the highest teaching mechanisms in my mind, what is so dysfunctional in our system? If we can't even talk about it, right. and humor is a kind of a way to broach it without yes. all the drama and the and the nastiness. I'll give you a story. I put in, uh, I was in the journal. It was about, no, I didn't say it was about me then, but it was about me. When I was in uh, medical school, it was back then, University of Texas at Houston, and uh, that was the Wild West. And so they brutalized medical students. And, and that doesn't happen as much today. That would not get away with the stuff they got away with. I remember I was an OBGYN uh, labor ward and this rotation. This one guy hated me, oh. and it happens. Man, people hate me, and that can happen. This guy hated me. Now, I he knew about me. I used to be, um, I, I used to wrestle in college, box in college. I was going to be a pro boxer. That's a long story, but mm. so he knew about me a little bit. But he just hated me, and I'm not sure why. He would on call brutalize me. I mean, he would he would not let me sleep. Let everybody else sleep, and get me. He buzzed me to get him a pencil. Oh wow. Um, just and, straight abuse. And just straight yeah. abuse. And then would mock me, you know, during rounds. And what am I going to say, right? I, at one point, I went to uh, I went to the chief. I said, this guy's, he goes, well, you got to do what you got to do. I said, well, there's nothing I can do. I got to pass. So I get past it. 
I passed that rotation and uh, I'm on surgery and I'm walking by with the sur- my new group and he's walking by with his new group and he stops his group and starts mocking me. Oh, wow. To, oh, how's little Dougie doing on surgery? And then just starts, sh- I mean, they, they get them all to laugh. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. So um, I said, okay. And so one day I, f- I, I made sure I, w- I got it to the OBGYN hallway. I found where he was. And I caught him by himself, and I said, I ran up to him. I said, dude, if you ever say anything to me again, anything, I will beat the living crap out of you <laughs> like you've never seen before. And this guy was like 6'2". I said, you may, get, you may get a couple punches in, but if you don't kill me, I'm going to kill you. So you say one more word, and I will kill you. Wow. And um, so I was in the dean's office the next day. <laughs> when, I, when I did leave him, right, when I did leave this dude... He was like crying and like, okay, good. Now you're a big tough guy. And some other resident tries to help him. What's wrong? He tells him and then the other resident comes by and says, hey, show some respect. Show some respect. So that's what it was like back then, right? I had no choice. I went to the dean before to see what can I do. I had no choice. So I had to pull where I came from, New York, and, and, and just get in this guy's grill. So I got in tr- major trouble in medical school for that. So but you know what? It. So worth it. I used to see him in the parking lot sometimes later on, and I'd see him walking. So I would purposely just stop and then just stare him and just keep watching <laughs> like that. And he just kept walking as fast as he can. Because he didn't know if I, I could. I seemed crazy to him. Because the biggest bullies are the biggest weaklings. Oh, my inside. God. Yeah. Dude, that, that stuff, so if that stops him from doing what he does somebody else, I mean, that, I mean, at least I can stand up for myself. He was trying to just destroy me. Wow. So I wrote about that and put it in. It was actually in my the book, The Placebo Chronicles, which came out by Random House. And it's called Respect, that story. Can you still buy that? Yeah, I think it's out of print. But it's still Placebo Chronicles. I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. But yeah, so that was the only book that I did from the, uh, which is really a consortium of the stuff we did in the journal but yeah this is a tough job man very tough you're the only one really talking about it and the thing is what pisses me off is burnout's new for us how, how well, moral injury is new for us how is that new for us mm. just be, just because we had now metrics which are garbage anyway garbage yeah how is this a new thing it was a thing that's going on for a very long time we got we 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 would get beat up all the time i would sit there at my hospital meetings and they'd say well this doctor wants to go part-time, and, and I'm like, well, sh- shouldn't she get full benefits? No. I said, well, she does call every four nights. Do you not count those hours of work? No, we don't. What world don't you count those hours? If you, would, if you as an administrator were working every four that night, you'd be counting those hours, and they cut our benefits. We always um, were, were you know, kowtowing to the man. And so I think things are changing. You're helping do that, do that uh, with this, you know, and you've been on a crusade for that, which is awesome. Well, <laughs> and again, this is why you're the OG, Doug. Like you have been fighting this fight since the beginning. And the thing is, you're you're an outlier. And I say this in the truest um, positive sense of the word, which is <laughs> you, you're not somebody. You, you know, and I think there's a group of people like this. There's many actually outliers in medicine. Yep. But they're beaten down. Most of them are beaten back yep. into the mold and said, you know, just play the game and just you know you'll retire, but you'll be an empty shell of a human inside. Right. There are those who just can't do that. So, like Peter Atia is one of them. He was on the show. Yeah, you're yeah. one of those. Uh, he's my. He's. I'm. I'm. I have this like man crush on, which is you know what? weird. So do I. It's yeah. the baldness. It, no, it's not. The guy's freaking ridiculously smart. It kind of pisses me off. He's it's like the that, baldness. It's a. It. I. You know. I. I think I'm a bald disc because all bald guys look alike to me. So I think okay. <laughs> but but uh, that's racist. Yeah, baldest, different. It's <laughs> a different story. Very different. Very different. But the dude's level of intelligence is way high, and I've communicated to him via email and so forth about a few different things. We have a history of boxing and and, and so forth. That's and right. Yeah. I think I bother him. <laughs> I think he's like. No, no, no. I think he thinks I'm stalking him, which is a really. I'm like, oh, that's so sad. That every I'm every him. human being is like is like a gnat or buzzing around him because yeah, he's that smart. Yeah, he, he's truly an outlier. But yeah. so it, as an outlier, you weren't <laughs> able to just box it up and, and let it go. You yeah. started inventing stuff. You created the placebo. Tell me about your inventing. Yeah. So I in, in uh, okay. So here's the thing about my um, inventions. Um, I don't know what it is. I have to have something. My mind just spins, right? So you can become. Uh, schizophrenic or a lunatic if you don't use it for good, right? Yeah. Use you use it for crazy crap, whether it's Vader or some of the videos when you were the uh, you know the ugliest woman I've ever seen in a video. That was you. How dare you? Okay, <laughs> I I spent <laughs> hours dude, on my one, makeup. The only one closer was that dude Tom uh, uh, when he was the anti-vaxxer because you two and again 
I still strangely attracted to both of you when you were wearing it. You but, know what? You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I um, <laughs> and I had a knee uh, a knee injury when I wrestled in college. Blew my knee out. Had five surgeries, and I could not. Uh, I was trying to squat down to do something, put a plate on the plug uh, socket, and I couldn't do it, so I put a pillow behind my knee. I'm like, wow, that feels great. A year later, I got a patent, something called the knee saver, which is a padding you put on the on your calf, and all baseball catchers, a lot of baseball catchers wear it. So that's actually the first um, knee saver. It took me nine years to actually find it. Patent in a year, nine years of work. To get it produced. To get it, to get it and then it exploded, and then five companies stole my patent. Oh. Um, but... It's the first knee savers in the Hall of Fame. I have a card that can go to the Hall of Fame anytime I want. Wow. Um, and I've met players over the years, and it's a great product. I made a little bit of money, and uh, and that was a cool thing. I lost, then the patent expired. So I've always uh, invented things. And, and then the other thing I invented, I'll show you here in a second, which you're going to put on and look ugly in. Oh, hell but yeah. My son had a major concussion in high school, lost his almost his 10th grade year. Football season was gone. He was not the same kid. Wow. And I'm like, how the hell is there no treatment for concussions. And so I looked at the research and the studies on animal models and cooling the head after a, a concussion is there. Uh, human studies are still pending. One just came out, said it looks good. So I t- talked with actually one of the companies that actually stole my patent, uh, made a piece with them, All Star, and um, we made a product called the Cryo Helmet, which is cool. Oh. It's incredible, not only for, I don't know where I show this. Oh my but God, this that's is, Daft Punk as so, hell. So this is the Cryo Helmet. And this is, hold, hold it up, Doug, right in front of you. So this yeah. is why I'm here, by the way. They're, they're paying my trip down. I'm a vendor. I got to be a vendor, which is a humbling position right now, where I'm a, a doctor as a vendor. A vendor at the National at Athletic. The, uh, at the National Athletic Training Association Conference. Yep. So this is incredible for, uh, I'll show it to you. And By the way, this is not a sponsored show. Yeah, so you're just they're paying your way to go to NADA, and I was like, come be on the show because yeah, so, I spoke for them before, and they're awesome. And I, I appreciate you doing it. So this is the cryo helmet. It's just a cooling helmet that you wear on your head for headaches, migraines, and head injuries. Right. So this is what it looks like. This is how, that's it. And you put it on. And you, and how it's, how it's do very, you cool it? You put it in the freezer. It's in the freezer. All this is ice. It stays cold on your head for an hour and a half. And uh, oh, my afraid. daughter, who has migraines, wears this and goes to bed with it because it's so cool and relaxing. Yeah, I'm afraid this battle station yeah, will yeah. be quite yeah. operate. Yeah. Is isn't it perfect? <laughs> when it's so Star Wars, right? Right. So you could pull it like. But but more space balls. It is more space balls. But so that's why I'm here. I, I invented uh, the cryo helmet. But that's another uh, journey. It's seven years on this journey. It hasn't made it yet. And uh, but it, it, it's. It's it's going slowly, and that's just what you know. This is going to take it over the edge, but that's why I'm here. Can I tell you something? Yeah, yeah, Doug Frigo. I yeah. thought you were here for me. Okay. No, a yeah. b. My head is so flipping cold right now. Is it too cold? No. Okay. It's not cold <laughs> it, enough. It's, it's 100 degrees outside. Yeah. This actually feels really good. Yeah, and yeah. Actually, all joking aside, I'm going to take this off because um, I feel like an imperial guard. Yeah. Ah. Oh, so it's just around it's, your neck. Did you pull it around just, your? Just this. Yeah. What are we doing here? I can't see. I, oh. I don't know where. <laughs> In the front, here. There here? It yeah, there. There it is. That's it. Yeah, there. You got it. Take it off. <laughs> so it's actually it's really, it's really great good. for uh, uh, um, it's great for heat recovery. We have actually the uh, we don't pay anybody. We don't pay you, and we don't uh, they don't pay me really. And, uh, <laughs> but they like the the heavyweight uh, uh, champion uh, um, Deontay Wilder wears it after he after he spars, and we we were just watching Showtime, and he, he's there uh, using it. It's like okay, That's great, really awesome. Yeah, that so it's a, it's really a, gratifying to see. It is. Listen, so inventing is a part of my life because it just it solves, you know, you feel like you accomplish a project. It's something, you can, a puzzle you can figure out. And so for my son, when the concussion and my daughter, then for migraines, this product's incredible for migraines, right? So uh, if I can get a product, weirdly enough now, that can lower the medication uh, burden on patients, awesome. So this, yeah. w- this has worked really well for that. Well, you know, it's interesting because we had a physician inventor, uh, Amy Baxter, on the show who created a product called Buzzy which is, uses cold and vibration neuromodulation yeah. for uh, needle uh, pain. Okay. And it's a similar idea. And actually, she has a neck thing that's a cold thing for neck pain. But this is the yeah, first I will time look I've seen it. I'll have my lawyer look at that so we... <laughs> <laughs> I love it if you sue Amy. Like, she's like the nicest lady. Right yeah. no, seriously, I'm here for that as a vendor for that. So that's why I wanted to come. I have to, got you know, I gotta tell them I'm here. So yeah. that's why I'm here. It works great for migraines. But for me, um, again, solves that piece the stuff I don't do anymore. So the journal's over. It was from 2001, 2011. Placebo journal, Placebo yeah. journal. And so I had, I, all I do since 2002, I have a blog called the Authentic Medicine Blog, which I have now multiple writers. That's been going daily for 18 years. 
part of the, my therapy. What, what's, the, what's the website for that? Authentic AuthenticMedicine.com. That's extremely popular as well. Because I think we say the truth, where some other popular medical blogs don't. You know, I got to be honest. You say some stuff on that blog that yeah. I'm afraid to share. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. that, like, yeah, authentic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we don't. I don't think it's cursing no, 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 some no. of it, but it's I think just we, truth. you know, we cut, you know, listen, I, I, if you're not mocking administrators, you're not in this job, you're not doing your job. Mm. There's 3,000% increase in administrators since 2010. 10 uh, to 1 ratio yeah, of administrators. Yeah. It, it, I don't know, what do you call it, a bunch, a gaggle of administrators? It's a, it's a, it's a murder of what, administrators. What, a muggle? Uh, no, no, <laughs> there's, there's something called, what was the thing of pugs? Puggle, puddle, anyway. A puddle of pugs? Yeah, something like that. So, I the, owned a pug, so, Doug Frago. <laughs> You're cutting close dude, to the bone. Dude, here. administrators are, we used to go to meetings and it was, realize it's the same show every 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 meeting, right? You ever notice that, right? Yeah, like every time yeah. you went to a, a hospital meeting, it was the same show. It was like, that, that's when I came up with uh, in the, the, the journal one time called, instead of the, the, the play, the producers, we did the administrators, right? Oh. As the head administrator, there was, cause it, was a, it was the same act. They did the same act. The first person would come in and say what the problem with the money is and the budget and act. And then the second person would come in and, and it was the same thing. And then they would take their bow and they leave. And like, we we're like, we just saw this show a month oh ago. Oh, my gosh. So we did the administrators it's as a play. It's springtime for CEO Can't and just, Germany. That's your next level, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Take it so, to the next the so producers. So honestly, that is your net. You're, you, you've got, in my opinion, you've got Vader that you're using, right? You have this. But you don't have the... You're not doing many skits yet, are you? Oh, we do a lot of skits. Wh which yeah. ones? So give me you an example. Maybe I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, so we did um, a skit called Acronyms, uh, where we spoke entirely in acronyms. Yes. Okay. Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, do yeah, the meta emojis, but no, it's we're not as skit based as you guys were, because you guys had a lot of stuff, like the dude with the PSA. Yeah. Yeah. You had. Yeah. You, so you're, you're, you're set up to do this. I, I, that's your next level, in my opinion, because you you're a great actor too, and. Um, and you can play multiple levels of you can bring that idiot in or I both those idiots in if oh, you want. I, These two more? Yeah, yeah. I'm seriously. I, well, actually, no. That's okay. You did do it when you did the anti-vaxxer situation. That's right. When she claimed, oh no, that wasn't acting. That was real. That yeah, was, was Courtney. Yeah, was, I'm sorry, that Doug. Was that was brilliant. See that? That's brilliant stuff. I don't. You don't get. I don't know if you get enough credit. Or you should be patting yourself on. I will pat you guys in the back. That was brilliant. You know what? Coming from you, it means something because you're the only person who could possibly mentor me in medical <laughs> satire comedy. Because there's nobody else who does it. There is. There is so much stuff out there. Sometimes I, I, I wake up with a cold sweat. Like I wish I had the journal again. Because are you kidding me? I mean. Uh, Tell me uh, some ideas. I, give me some ideas and we'll produce Well, it. I won't. Uh, yeah, so let me give you an here, thing that you would, I don't even know how to mock this, but the, the and I won't get too political, but um, the, the Democrats in the House of uh, Congress wanted to force uh, insurance companies to cover birth control. Now, there's some moral stuff and what, if, irrelevant. The point is, what would that cost an insurance company? To buy birth control, it, first of all, it's like, not, you can get it yourself, cash, $9 a month if you, if cash. It would cost them pennies. So what's the, what's the win there? Right, they're going to win for 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 pennies, and the insurance company will then charge people a hundred dollars more a month, saying we got to cover these luxuries. So yeah. the thing is, I can we can you, I would mock that, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's what we do. I do in the in the in the um, the authentic medicine blog. But there's ways that you can be doing that. I forget the name of that site that does like um, is it reason Gomer blog reason no Gomer blog they. They're good. I get that, and and they were very appreciative of us. We gave them some stuff at the beginning, and they were not very nice. So I have nothing against them. And actually, I like the onion style that they do. Yeah. One thing we didn't it's do, unique, yeah. we didn't do onion style stuff. Was, right. In other words, we didn't do any fake stories. It was right. either fake ads, but the real, they were real medical stories that you can say, "Holy crap, that really happened." Um, onion does some good stuff, but there was like uh, Reason TV does some funny stuff. Right. Reason TV. Yeah. Good, mocking yeah. them. There's yeah. so much stuff to mock. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the drugs. Um, the insurance company, I mean, these are the medical axis of evil, right? So the axis of evil, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, so you have the medical axis of evil is pharmaceutical, insurance, insurance. and then the administrators. Yeah, or hospital systems, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All, all day. All, it's, it's shooting fish you in You never barrel. run out of material. No. That's the great thing. And no. Vader, Vader is great because he can say everything that we're thinking mm -hmm. and behind a mask. And, you know, I would just uh, actually just spoke at the Healthcare Financial Management Association. Now, you would think. Yeah, go I ahead. can see you rolling your eyes. You can think, well, this is going to suck it's a bunch yeah. of administrators who yeah. have to, the bean counters yeah, yeah here's the weird thing they are actually deep into how can we actually do the right thing and get paid 
And that's the problem is so far, you have to do the wrong thing to get paid. You have to cut staff. Yeah, you have yeah. to treat doctors yeah. and nurses like commodities. Yeah. You have to uh, basically kick the patient out too soon or keep them too long. Right. And so what if we actually aligned incentives with that and then those guys can do the accounting? Well, it would actually work. It would. And here's the difference between you and I. You're a good person. Okay? <laughs> so you, you still have – you still you – still, uh, I mean – are altruistic. I can see it in you. So I can see the, I feel like I'm, I'm like Darth Vader myself, right? I can still see the good in you. And I didn't have any left, right? So I couldn't, I would never talk for them just because I need to rip on them. Yeah. And I know I'm going to piss them off, right? Yeah, yeah. So well, that's not going to stop have me. It. I, yeah. No, no, I get it. And you're not, not that you've held back much at all, but I, <laughs> but the, and that, that's just, the, that's why I didn't get, I think, I didn't get the talks and stuff like that because, and I st I'm banned from the AFP for things I've said about the AFP. So I mean, whereas I did a keynote for AFP, a absolutely right. So interesting, which is fine. I no, mean, yeah, it's just let's fine. Talk about this, I'm yeah. not uh, as wealthy as you, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm totally, Wait a minute, you have I a see, you have a legitimate big Lebowski bowling. Yeah, you, that's about shirt. all I can own right now. I don't own that. Yeah, <laughs> I have water. Yeah, Doug Ferrego. dude, you've done it right. And I'm not saying my way was better. My way was worse, much worse. Okay. Well, you, so, you see, the truth is your your blog's called Authentic Medicine, and yeah. that's because you're always authentic. You never compromise. I've never seen you compromise. And the only thing, the only way you compromise, <laughs> and it's appropriate, is you will will say, "Well, listen, I still see patients yes. for a living. Yes. And therefore, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna curse. I'm not gonna do all these things on the show that are gonna be." You know, they'd be awkward, difficult for patients who see me as, as yeah. their Yeah, so, so my carrier, direct yeah. primary care practice, I've been filled um, for uh, uh, five, I've been doing it five years, filled for three years, and uh, yeah, you have to be careful about that, right? So I'm still been in practice now my 23rd year, my 30th year in medicine, and, you know, I have always kept on the line, right? So I have been, I said I wasn't fired. I actually was fired my second job when I was employed. The reason was they put paper in front of me saying, sign this. Um, and I looked at it and it said, we're going to use a third party that's going to optimize your coding and billing. And on the bottom, you hold them harmless if, if, if it's wrong. Oh, so if they overbill yeah. or something, yeah. and you, you're the yeah. one who goes to jail. Yeah. Yes. I Got said, it. I can't do that. They actually fired me. Wow. And then I had to get a lawyer. And on day 20, it was like 30-day notice. On day 29, they said, oh, okay, we're not firing you. And I had to go back to work, which is a bummer. I really should. That sucked. I, I, you were I, like, I "I'm out." I could have been sued. Yeah. So, uh. so yeah, I do still always. Um, you got, got to be careful, right? Because you are not protected as a, as a physician. Honestly, though, you are not protected. The the board is not your friend. They are not your friend. No, you they should are not understand this. No, they are not your friend at no. all. They have a, a, a quota, and they can say they don't. They do, and um, I can get in trouble just saying that. And the truth of the matter is. If they want to get you, they'll get you, and yeah. they will. You have no. If they if they got you on anything close, you're gonna pay. Yeah. And you have you got to go. You got to get bring major lawyers in with you to get out. So I think you have to be very careful. Somehow I got away with it with the journal. I actually don't think I could have done the journal today without the board getting me. Honestly, I've had multiple letters from the board. Is that true? I have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it, it, it's always it's always um, it's always anti-vaxxers who say that I'm unprofessional. And apparently there's a professionalism statute in Nevada. And, the, and there should be, but there has to be some, obviously... Uh, some rules around that. So, yeah, exactly. If you say a stupid joke in front of a patient, that's, you could get in trouble. Yeah, and that's... You know, listen, when they're your patient, I can understand unprofessionalism. When they have nothing to do with you? No, no, I get yeah. it. But no, you, you're, you're, that's a level of what you did. So, so the balls that you took to go after them is unbelievable massive like like massive i like that what was that thing when we were kids that you bounce around on oh that the thing where you hippity hop yeah you got hippity hop balls yeah. because no, close come closer to the mic yeah oh, you got hippity hop yeah. balls because the bottom line is that's a bold move i i, I i'm not going to go into it just for that's how bad it is right now because they can ruin your reputation and i think you got to be very careful about that and i think you 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 uh, uh, took a stance uh, for physicians but if you if you pick if a doctor picks the wrong fight and he's in practice, you're done. You it's know? really true. And we've done shows about this with um, Todd Wolin talking about how his practice was attacked by anti-vaxxers. They ripped him new ones on right. Yelp and health grades and all this fake, fake reviews. Right. And those sites don't 
give a damn. No, you can not, there's nothing there's you can do. There's nothing you can do. Now, no. he's actually started to create a like an organized organized effort to actually fight back and it's working. So, and, and he shames people publicly. Like he shames Google. Like the way Google does reviews is shameful. Yeah. They're all fake. And this is people's livelihoods, their calling, right. their passion, and some, you know, butthead right. can can wreck it for you. Right. Now see, I don't give a damn. Yeah, and and I you know, you know, I think that uh, if you taking that stance was uh, some courage, and there's going to be people biting back on that, I, and that's fine. But, you but know? I don't think it's courageous yeah. because I am not dependent on patience for my livelihood. Yeah, yeah. If I was, would right. I be as courageous? Right. I don't know the answer to right. that because I have to support my family, right? right? So, so this is the thing. I think that's why I only see patients on a voluntary basis now. Uh, because first of all, it keeps me angry. Yeah, yeah. I love to teach. Right, right, right. Uh, I feel like I can contribute something to the team and to the patient care. But really, it's because I, I can't take money for patient care because then I'm now beholden and I can't say things that I want to say. Right. You know, like if Stanford offers me a position, uh, I won't take it. Uh, a, a paid position because Why? well because then what if I say something about say I don't know I do a show on abortion and I piss off Stanford well yeah, you're done I'm done you're done and yeah. the same thing would have been with me with the journal right now if I had done something in the journal that that, that they know it was mine ed- I was editing it and creating that um, um, yeah so yeah so some of the even the faking you know the fake ads would have been got me in trouble right because sure. I could have been mocking not the pharmaceutical company but I'm mocking the patients that take it right which is not right? true right uh, right well, well. <laughs> So, so like, so for example, You're mocking certain stereotypes. I, I yeah. had a great idea, and I was my, I think it was my first fake drug ad was was, um, you know, uh, COPD ears, they're gonna smoke anyway, right? Yeah. So what if we just on the inhaler put like a little tube that you can just put the cigarette right at the end of the inhaler, right? <laughs> so it's not only inhaler, but they're smoking while they're doing it because you know they're gonna smoke while they're doing smoke it. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was actually the discus had a smoking thing at the end of it. It was, or I had one where a COPD. They're so, you know, CO2 is so high. I mean, we actually created the CO, uh, the COPD terrarium. You put them in like their own like fish tank kind of thing with the plants. It'll like accommodate their oxygen CO2 exchange. It's like you could actually seal them up. Oh my and it God. works out perfectly. Dude, why, why do we think so alike? So I had, <laughs> I've never said this publicly, but I think it's an amazing idea that I would patent if I could. It's injectable chlorophyll, TM, yeah, that yeah. you put in uh, hospitalized patients. So you inject it under the skin and they photosynthesize and it solves multiple problems at yeah, once. Yeah, the CO2 part. CO2 yeah. problems. So yes. they're a, a retainer, they're yeah. COPD. Now they're, they're, they're taking that CO2, yes. fixing it into glucose and feeding themselves so that while been, producing oxygen. That would have been a page on the placebo journal. Yep. Perfect. And you like come the, up with a name like yeah, yeah. Chlorofix. Well, yeah, exactly. And it was like, <laughs> TM. and you make the person all green. Like the, you exactly. Know. Yeah, they're totally we had green. Grandma in a terrarium, right? She was in a rocker with a big cigarette in her mouth. It was like, and there's all plants around her and she's all sealed <laughs> up, right? You just had you kind of had to slip food in once in a while. So funny thing is that's nerd humor at the highest level because yeah, like, but, oh, how does that work yeah. scientifically? Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Now you're attacking, at this day and age, you're attacking COPD. Yeah, right? yeah. How, you, how can you have no sympathy for them? So this came up, this comes up in my work because Vader is that voice of like, right. he's a bit, harsh on patients because we all feel that sort of thing where if our patients just had some accountability, then we could go a lot farther. If we stop tolerating behavior against physicians, for example, violence yeah, and yeah. nurses, we would, it would be a better place. But we can't because we're worrying about our Prescani satisfaction scores and Correct. the metrics and the this and the that right. and our professionalism, what the board's going to say. It's, well, sometimes you just got to say, hell no. Like when you went to that resident and said, hey, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to beat your ass. And I'm yeah. not saying we say that. No, we shouldn't do that. No, right. I do not but, condone but that. But this right? idea that, you know, there is a wall where we have to say, you know, it's like in the Lebowski. There's yeah. a line in the sand, man, right. that you right. do not cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it is, it's a fine line. Today I was in the gym in the morning. It was all these, you know, trainer guys, tra- athletic trainers there. And I was, I caught myself fat shaming somebody, you know, and I realized, I look in the mirror, and I realized it was me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was the fattest guy in the room. And I'm like, that's bad on multiple levels, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you, you got to be careful on what you do. I, is that, can you get in trouble for fat shaming? <laughs> you, you fat shamed yourself. Yeah, because I caught myself a glimpse in the mirror and I started like, like wow, who's that? Oh, man. One yeah. time I found myself ogling this uh, Asian woman. I was just like, oh, she's really hot. And I, she turned around, it was my wife. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, that's awkward. And that's a story that I told her. I was like, you see? Yeah. And yeah. of course I was blamed for ogling. No, no, you, lo- yeah. you can't win. I couldn't win. For, okay, okay, first, bottom line. You're, how long have you been married? Uh, it's going to be 16 years. I just got my 30th year anniversary. Hi, Debbie. I love you. Ah. You win two arguments a year. Okay. 
that's all you'll ever get. You want to fight over that, or any, you want to make sure you pick your arguments that you're going to win. Yeah. You don't fight over, you, you, you apologize for everything unless it's important. Great you advice. You only get two. Great advice. Only two. I can't believe you get two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, get, I may not even get that. So, uh, yeah, Tom's no, down I, to minus two. I, I have to, you know, I, listen, this is, we're in a really bad political correct world right yes, now that I agree we were never you. in before. Um, which makes it hard to do some of the fun stuff I think that could be done. Mm-hmm. I think the humor, you know, what we talked about Ken Jeong. So, so I was the first one that caught him on, he was on a comedy channel. So I, interv- I found him, he was a doctor. I'm like, I thought that he was funny. We interviewed him for the Placebo Journal. We got along really well. And then we started communicating and then started like, let's write together, right? Mm-hmm. So we started, you know, I didn't, I never met him in person, which is bizarre, right? We would email and call each other and I, we spent six months uh, writing stuff out. But I'm like, and then, um, he got his uh, big break in uh, Knocked Up as Dr. Cooney. Yeah, it was amazing. And then all of a sudden his manager said, hey, uh, how much to fear all your stories? I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I want to buy your stories. Like, I'm, I'm not selling all my stories. And that was it. Wow. And so he did com- stay in touch with me. And we've communicated by email. And he's, he's, a, he's a real nice guy. Yeah. Um, but then he came up with this Dr. Ken show. Right. And... Um, I don't, know, I don't know if it was that good. And uh, it was not what he wanted. I know when we talked about it, it was going to be like The Office, but for... Right. With, with biting. would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. with biting. And, 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 and that's the, so I went back and looked at the name. What were we thinking of as a name? Because it was like years later. Yeah. Maybe 10 years later. And it was like Dr. Ken. Like, oh, shit. That was, same, oh, that was the same Same name. name. It doesn't matter. It wasn't the same stuff. I, I wasn't that good, so I wasn't not even going to fight about it. And God, you know, he's a he's a very good actor. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, great comedian. Yeah, he is. But I don't think he had the great stories. But I don't know if you can do that now, right? I yeah. don't even think you can do Scrubs anymore. I don't no, you think can't, you, yeah. you I, can't. I don't think you. What you can't do Mash. Yeah, no, you definitely can't do Mash. Mash was, you know, he, he was a doctor from Maine, um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, right? Yeah. If you knew what he was like, I knew um, when I was training. I knew people. I rotated with somebody who was with him in Ma- in that in Korea. Wow. He was a uh, terrible name they had for him. He was a javelin thrower. I won't give the name, but he was in that book and the uh, and and the book and the um, movie. And he used to tell me about this guy. Dude was the worst. Really? He was a bitter, angry dude. Wow. Um, and he used to work for Workers Comp at the end of his career. So Hawkeye Hawkeye Pierce worked at Workers Comp, and the, when he got fired, this is I know this for a fact. There was a late, you, see, you remember, because workers' comp, you need pages and pages and pages of stuff to evaluate somebody. So his, uh, when he got fired, his was, uh, I forget how many words, but it was um, three sentences or four sentences. He, he wrote, um, this lady comes for me, to me for uh, weakness of her hands, period, hell, period. She could squeeze the tits off a yak, period. <laughs> and he got fired. Wow. That was Hawkeye Pierce. That was Hawkeye Pierce. That's the true story. Got fired. That was his last job. Suicide is painless. Great movie. Yeah. Dark humor. Yeah. Uh, And he was a he was a bitter. Those days are are so different than when I trained. These days are different. Well, than then. So speaking about speaking about that. So Sam Shem, the writer of House of God. That's not his real name. Not his real name. His real name. I forget his real name. Richard. Okay. You know what? So and the reason I forget his real name is he told me to forget it when I talked to him (laughs) on the phone recently. So yeah, one of the highlights of my life. Yeah, yeah. was getting a call with Sam Shem. Someone yeah. had connected us. And the reason he wanted to speak was he watches our show. Oh, and he good. was like... Hey, dude, how are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I interviewed you with the Placebo Journal. Amazing. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. And, and he spoke at my graduation for medical school, and many of the class turned their back to him because they were so, uh, so angry about House of God. So, okay, so this is amazing. House of God is a transcendent piece of literature because it was the original satire. Oh, it was great. The gold standard of how much we hurt as physicians, right? And he brought it to life, and he's working on the sequel. It's almost out. And it's called, yeah... He did do another book. He did another book, but it wasn't a sequel to House of God. So the current sequel is everything that's wrong with medicine today, and it's called Man's Fourth Best Hospital. And the idea is that... He used to work at Man's Best Hospital, right? In the yeah. House of God, yeah, yeah. right? It's presumably yeah. the Brigham or Mass General or something. Yeah, I know. And yeah. uh, 
but the the metrics have changed, yeah, yeah. and thirty years later, it's now down to man's fourth Four. best hospital. Oh, that's his and take on the that. administrators are all trying to get it back up to. They're all meeting like, how can we get it back to man's first best hospital? Right, like, right. Do we need to turn it into a hotel? Do we need to give more dilated? Do we need? And so the fat man and his crew actually are now forming a competing clinic that's trying to bring humanity back into God, medicine. God, the fat man with the matzo balls, yep. right? Dude, I used to sit in bed, and my wife was like, "What are you crying? You're, there's tears in your eyes. You're laughing so hard." It's that, so good. that was that was it was brilliant. Neuro level, I mean, stuff I can't even talk about. Now, right, 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 raising people to yeah, or yeah. neuro height, yeah, ortho height, yeah, and go, the word Gomer yeah, of Gomer blog yeah, came yeah. from that. Get out of my ER. Yeah. So yeah. you could not write a book like no. that today without no. the outrage culture on Twitter wanting to shut you down, patient advocates right. shutting you down. It's understandable. You get it. Okay, I understand. However. We are so bottled up as a species, physicians, yeah. that we can't say anything, and yet, and so our gallows humor comes out in these maladaptive ways. How about you write a book where you put it out there? Yeah, so so I have to see what he writes because you know he. Um, I, I remember talking to him. And I'm trying to think about that interview, and I think uh, what I found from that interview, he really had turned to a. Um, not exactly who I thought he was, a much nicer guy. I guess I, that was the wrong way to think about it. But mm. I mean, very caring thinking, and he was bothered by some of the things. He was definitely was uh, shaken, even back then, right? That, you know, that, that he didn't even know students had turned around. And he's bothered by that, 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 that you know, what he wrote, at least what I remember. And I, I could be wrong on this, but I, that, that it hurt some people because he's a very caring dude. That, that's what I remember talking to him about that. Um, and so th to write something, and you're a very caring guy, that's going to be close to whether it's going to work again, right? It's so when I wrote the journal, not so caring, right? right you know, right. So I, especially against administrators, drug companies, and so forth. And maybe he'll go hard and attack them. Um, it's, it's interesting. He is a very empathic guy. Yeah. I got the sense that he was a pretty high-level thinker and very empathic. And, yeah. But the interesting thing is, I think he's now come to own House of God as good. the work that it... So whatever that phase was that he yeah, went good, through, good. I, I don't get that sense now, and I get the sense that he's on a mission to really create a transformative work that will actually open people's eyes. And so that's why he was connecting with What's us. What's your transformative work? You know what? What's it going to be? It's in progress constantly. No, what it's going to be. There's got to be something bigger. And not that this isn't awesome. You've got ideas. I'm just curious. So, I'm, I mean, seriously, right? I mean, you always... that you Some things wake you up in the middle of the night. Well, so I'll tell you, like, our, so we've talked about writing books. We've talked yep. about doing an audio book called Dictated, Not Read, just a pure audio book about <laughs> medicine, right? And uh, so these things are always... Name, right? See, that name right there screams like that's like, I would be laughing to myself at the table. Exactly. Like, my wife would be like, what are you laughing at? Dic dictated, Not Read, the yeah, yeah. unauthorized autobiography. Yeah, yeah. that's of, what... Of placebo Journal was right? idiopathic wit and wisdom. See, that's brilliant. Yeah, so yeah. it means nothing. It means nothing, but it's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. it was, it was my laughter. I mean, this is so stupid. But like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, yeah, so, so but, but in reality, it's a body of work. So maybe yes. a, a song like Seven Years talks about the legacy and the calling of medicine. A yeah. song like Lose Yourself talks about overthrowing a broken system. Yeah. A song like Ain't the Way to Die talks about fixing end-of-life care. So it's a body of work that we yeah. try to create. So whenever we do something, we actually have a little Venn diagram. Yeah. There's creative, so it makes us feel good. Yeah. So any Doc Vader... Okay. Right. Any yep. meta emoji where we're just talking out of our ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pure creative. Um, mission. So that's like, does it advance our overall cause, which is fix healthcare for everyone? Yes. Money. Is it a sponsored episode? Does it generate subscribers yep. or ad revenue, et cetera? If the three overlap, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. But more often than not, nope. it's one or the other. The things right. we hardly ever do anymore are just money. We used to in the early days because we need to support the show. Yeah, yeah. Now we have a groove. We have supporters that really pay the overhead. Yep. And so now we're free to right. go creative and brand. And if it happens to make a little money, wonderful. So let me ask you, I, mean, we, I think I mentioned this before in email. You, TV, Hollywood's never co has come talk to you. Great, great. See, this is, okay. You mentioned this when you talked about Ken Jeong's show, yeah, yeah. Dr. Ken. Do you think Dr. Ken had creative control over his own show? No, no, zero. Zero. Yeah. And so I've been approached multiple times by multiple yeah. people, whether it's a documentary, whether it's uh, a reality show, whether it's a movie, whether it's whatever, on right. TV, multiple times. That's and impressive. Had, and I've had conversations. Well, it's because I'm extroverted and... And you have a big following. You have a big niche. And they want to kind of suck that following They do in, want to, but also you're talented audience. too. Listen, I even had somebody... There's a show, I think I mentioned this to you, but out of nowhere, they call me... Um, it's a big cable show. It's going to be live 
cable show with doctors talking. I don't even know what it was. Whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. It's not what I do anyway. I mean, not that I wouldn't take a chance at something, but I'm like, I don't know. Why would you want me? I'm an, I'm an old man. Already, but all right, let's talk. So they talked to me. They talked to me. talked to me. I'm like, I had no interest. This is the best part. This ends great, right? I have really no interest, but I'll go through it. I go through the thing. I'm like, I don't need this, but I'll go through it. They interview me by Skype. And I'm like, okay, guys, you uh, I'm going to move on. You probably have no, no, no. And then the the, um, the person who in charge of the whole thing, the runner, whatever they call them. Yeah, the, the showrunner. The yeah. showrunner. He's like, uh, gets on. Listen, we love, 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 love you. Great. Don't hear from for months, right? It's like, it reminds me. Then I get then I get back. I said, so what happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, we, we, we got things all ready to go. And they still won't say they're not going to take me, which is great. But it's like that Seinfeld episode where Kramer is like um, – not getting paid, going to a job, and they have to, and he's not even getting paid. They have to fire him. He's like, but I don't even work here. And he goes, that's what makes it so hard. Right? <laughs> it's like, I didn't, even, I didn't even ask for the show, right? I didn't even ask for you to come talk to me. And they make me. it such an ordeal. Yeah, and make it or I didn't even ask, and then and I'm like, and you still don't give it to me? Like, and that's what makes it so hard. Yeah, it's oh like, dude, God. I... It's amazing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm whatever. Welcome, welcome uh, to that industry. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a oh my sick God. and rotten industry. So this is what I learned. I learned that very quickly. I did a few of these interviews, and I realized... These people will take all the control from you. Yeah, They'll yeah. make you look like an idiot. Right. They will. You will betray your core audience, which are the people that I've worked for ten years to grow the Z Pack. This you know two million people across right. social media, and so the closest I came to, to to doing that was just going on the doctors a couple times. That show, the doctors. Yes, yes. And look, I got to talk about health 3.0. I got to talk about this stuff. I made some jokes. It was fun. They asked me to come back and kind of co-host it for a month, and I was like, I looked at the response to that, and I realized. This is not me. I'm dumbing everything down to the lowest common denominator. Right. I'm on crappy daytime TV. I have no control. And my own tribe, I can say anything I want, and it yes. matters to me. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do yeah. it. And now if I get approached, I'm like, nope, don't do that. Not my thing. And it doesn't matter. And honestly, because Mike, see, this is the thing. When I was young, I wanted to be famous. It was like what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Doug Farrego, if you can make me famous, I will do anything. Yeah. All right? Well, 20 bucks. I will no. take a hit for the team. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And then I and then I hit forty and started to actually get kind of famous. Yeah, yeah. And I realized fame is terrible. What's wonderful is having a purpose and a yeah. ability to influence for that purpose. Right. So, quick story about that. So this this morning, I you know I've been flying around. I'm real tired. <laughs> this morning, I, I I got in at three in the morning last night because my flight was delayed, and I got up at like crack of dawn to get on another flight here so we could be on the show and so I could see these guys and do some content, which But more about me. Really about you. Yeah, okay. A thousand percent about Doug Frago. Uh, you know I, it. Yeah. You know I don't need this. Pinch but yeah. your cheeks but if I could. Enough of me talking about you talking about me. Exactly. <laughs> so so here's, the, here's the funny piece about this. The Southwest flight is empty. The woman announces overhead, there are going to be 60 empty seats. So please pick a window and an aisle and don't sweat it. No one's sitting in the middle. So I'm sitting on a window and a woman comes and sits in, there's nobody else, and she sits right in the middle next to me. And I'm like, there's an empty seat. Yeah. Nobody chooses to sit in the middle for no reason next to another stranger. Right, right. So then another person decides they want the aisle, so they sit. So now she's the only middle seat. I'm crushed against the window, like always yeah. on the cattle car Southwest. I'm already tired. I'm like, this is just weird. I'm looking around. There's no, all the middle seats are empty. I'm, I almost want to jump over one and sit in the middle seat because right. it'd be better. And um, the plane lands. We don't say a word. I'm like just listening to podcasts, catching up with work. And uh, she turns to me and goes, by the way, I'm a big fan of the show. <laughs> cool though, right? And you know, my first response was, wait, so this is why she sat. And I was vaguely like irritated. And right. then I realized, wait, what an amazing gift. That's a really cool thing. That she actually didn't say a word. And yeah. she's like, I wanted to respect your privacy, but I also wanted to tell yeah. you. And I yeah. didn't think that if I were, and then she turns out she's an occupational therapist and yeah. she does all this great work. And so fame in itself is terrible. Having a purpose and a connection and ability to influence people is awesome. And I think you do that with authentic medicine. You definitely did that with placebo. Yeah. And because yep. you influenced me, and I was this young, impressionable doc <laughs> who wanted, and I was like, this guy's, he's saying what I want to say. You're doing it now, and I'm just waiting for you to take that next leap. I'm just, I just, I just can't wait now. I know there's some, I, I don't know what it's going to be. The videos are awesome. They're a lot of work for you. 
They are they're a lot of freaking work. We love it, yeah. Yeah, so, and and I know that's harder for you. I'm just wondering, I'm just thinking out loud what you're going to do. Even a five-minute sketch show would work. Even a two-minute sketch show would work. You know what's weird, Doug, is like, people ask me this all the time. So what's the vision for five years? Like, what's the next thing? And I'm like, you know what? The way me and Tom and Logan work is we're in this moment where we're lucky to have any of this stuff, any of this influence and ability to do what we love. We go moment to moment. So one day Facebook will come to us and say, you know what, there's this new subscriber channel we want you to alpha test let's do that suddenly our show is all 50 oh, percent awesome. private subscribers where we get to talk you talk talk about like saying whatever you want yeah, yeah. to my supporters i will say shit that yeah would get anybody fired yeah and they are sitting there going i agree with you you know what but we're all in this closed group it's great best time is good i i, I know you because i can i've sat in that seat in a sense and the best time was when you three get around and have an idea and can just laugh your ass off about it an idea right I, there is something about the uh community of people like-minded uh sardonic sarcastic uh f- just even mocking yourselves when you do it there's that's what gets missing for every superstar too. You know, you think about these guys that started out as whatever it's Vince Vaughn and Favreau in the beginning, right? We're doing sort of swingers. Yeah. Right? I'm sure they miss those days to go back. Your there. money and you yeah. don't even know it, man. Yeah, that was yeah. A great. Right. So, but the way they could do now, I know he's doing every Lion King and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But I'll bet you he can, he'd love to go back to the days. Maybe he wants to be younger again. But go back with with Vaughn, uh, Vince Vaughn, and just write and have fun and yeah. do this stuff. And yeah. you're not losing that. That's good because I think that's uh, with you guys figured out a way to do that. It, it's going to be incredible. So that's awesome. It's fun, man. And that's why these uh, two clowns are still along for the ride because yeah. we can't break up the band, even though we're back and forth to the Bay Area. We're in Vegas for another couple months. But the truth is, uh, this is a team that ha- it actually works. Right. You could you could harp on different things and go, well, we'd be more productive if we worked eight-hour days and did this and right. this. But we don't work that way. Creatively, we're best in the morning. Then we edit in the afternoon. Right. We come, some days, we don't do anything. And then I'll right. just do shows from home. And if we have the physician mentality, which is more work solves everything. Right, right. You break it. Right. If if you have the attitude of like I create for a, for this purpose and I'm doing it, right. Then it actually comes more naturally. So that's one right. of the creative. I'm sure you experienced that with Placebo Journal. Yeah. So you probably had deadlines. It's and a stuff. it's a it's it was a. The hard part is the stupid crap, right? It's the uh, yeah. uh, administrative crap, that, and so maybe I shouldn't be so hard on administrators. Mm-hmm. But but you know, the I hard... feel really bad for administrators. Yeah. I'll be honest; it's a hard uh, job. Uh, but it, you know, that's I don't want to do. I'd rather be the creative part, and that's not always re- realistic. And so you know, writing I had uh, like Vance and some other people um, do it, and, I, and and that was, and I'd write as well. But once I started getting back off writing, like even with authentic medicine, I'm writing less because so many other people want to write. I'm like I miss it because mm. so I have to jump in and do some of that. I. I work in spurts because you can't work consistently all the time in the creative mode. Um, there's no, I don't know how many doctors are creative. I have no idea how that is. And some people do it in different ways. But for me, it's definitely like I'm a big swing where I can hit a bunch of things. I'm like, I, I have, I've written four books. Uh, I have another book coming now and I have another book that, that's fiction that I've been, you know, I, I, so I do, I'm always doing stuff to kind of, uh, Listen, the job is uh, an algorithmic job that you need knowledge base as a physician, but you got to work algorithms. If you can't say, okay, you know what? I'm going to treat this patient with uh, gummy bears and Kool-Aid and see if that works. You have to follow. You can't be creative on how you cre- treat but that's people. That's delicious, Dougie <laughs> Fresh. It is delicious, but yes. you can't be. You have to. You have to do it. And obviously, you got to do your job as a physician, right? So your your left side, left brain. How are you not left brain as a physician? Um, you can't all be the Patch Adams thing. Right, yeah. which was Robin Williams. By the way, did you ever meet talk to Patch? I've uh, talked to him via Twitter, but not in person. Not that fun. <laughs> oh, he's a pretty intense guy. He's a. I think he's got a great heart. But I used to call me a lot when I was doing the placebo journal. I'd be like on the phone, like with the makeup and and like doing work because he'd be go on and on and on. And it's like, dude, I wish you worked out Robin Williams because he was so much more fun. <laughs> so okay, but you know, <laughs> you can't do the Robin Williams thing as a physician. You can't. You'd be done too. We talked about that before. You're out. Yeah. You can't jump around and make funny things. And if the wrong person gets pissed off, you're going to the board. You're going to get suspended. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but free but. Um, being have that right side to be creative, what you're doing now is, is a whole different world. And I'm not sure how many doctors do that. They do it maybe in different ways. For me, it was what we just talked about. And I definitely go in spurts where I'm highly creative and then I go where, you know, I want to kill myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask this as we close up here because yeah, yeah, we've yeah. been going, man, this is a great conversation. This is like inside the actor studio for weird medical yeah. parody people, yeah. of which there are two, yeah. um, maybe two and a half, yeah. if you count Tom. 
He's not quite a doctor. <laughs> Tom, but I haven't you talk at all, and I'm kind of pissed about he that. He can't. He doesn't have a mic. He doesn't have a mic. Oh, that, that kind of you know, sucks. We used all to right. give him a mic, Yeah. but then I learned better of it. Yeah, yeah. But right. uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So <laughs> so let me ask you this question, yeah, uh, yeah. Doug Ferrego. What advice would you give? Like, Because I'd say actually a lot of doctors are creative, but it's, it's stifled and it's beaten out of them. What advice would you give to up-and-coming people who want to do the stuff that you've done and that maybe I'm trying to do? Yeah. You are more than a doctor. Leave it at that line. You're more than a doctor. So don't, that can't be your full identity. If it's your full identity, you'll live and die with that identity. And you think you need to do other things to keep yourself mentally challenged, to keep yourself sane. Um, and you need to do that other stuff, whether it's painting, whatever, hiking, I don't know, it doesn't matter. You're more than a doctor. And we get locked into just you're a doctor and that becomes everything about you. And I think you'll lose your family. It's hard. It's a hard job. Make sure you expand out so that you're more than a doctor because so many people forget that. That's actually actually brilliant, wise advice. And yeah, I just made it up. Pretty so who knows? freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it actually could be. It reminds me like, what was that joke? The guy goes to see the, the whatever, the... the person at the top of the mountain and whatever and, and and climbs for days to get there and uh for to find that great advice and and he says uh um uh you know what's the meaning of life the meaning of life it's life is like a, a you know a box of cherries he goes i came up all the way here and you're telling me life is like a a box of cherries and the guy goes i mean it isn't okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't have the answer yeah, yeah, the that's knows? it Dude, well, you know who knows i that's my thoughts right now I've been around a long time. These gray hairs are for a reason. I've seen young doctors come up to me with DPC. I've seen doctors, you know, hear me talk. And uh, my only advice is that, you know, you don't don't pigeon yourself. You, you know, enjoy your job. But, you know, it can end at any time. Enjoy your life as well. And, you know, we're going to put some links into some direct primary care stuff, some of your books, uh, the cryo helmet. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. Actually, all BS aside, I'm, I, I am very proud of that product because I think it's helped a lot of people. Do you know what? You know what I'm proud of? And Thanks then, for putting me on with that. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, come on, Doug. You're I'll, the. I, I'm, I, I forgot my wallets. I swear yeah, I'm that'll fine. be five hundred dollars. <laughs> that's what Ferris, uh, Tom Ferris, uh, he charges that, right? Too, oh, for does his he? Price. No, it's like a hundred grand. Oh Dude, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here, I want to pitch you my last thing as we go. Yeah. I have an invention too, go. and it's important to people who are follicularly challenged like myself. Yes. Listen, it's very hard to get enough transplanted hair yes. up here. Yes. And my hair is innately curly with many split ends. Yes. So here's the pitch, the pupae. Yes. It is a pubic hair toupee because pubic hairs are lush. Yes. They always grow back no matter how much you shave sure. them. They have beautiful split ends, lustrous lustrous hair why can't that be a thing i think that'd be tougher i think you'd have more luck uh creating a pill to shrink your head so the hair that you have kind of that's actually an interesting angle <laughs> so you have a miniature head but whatever hair you have left covers it well you know yeah because my backup plan was the back hair <laughs> but uh it'll have to do dude I, I i love coming here talking to you this this made uh, uh my hour but, uh, i uh, <laughs> This was really fun for yeah, me, man. No, awesome. I, this is truly like yeah. a thing I've been wanting to do for a long so time. So I came to Vegas for this. Part of this was the vendor thing, but really, I uh, was really bummed this may not have happened. And uh, I'm glad I got to, to come talk to you guys again. We met uh, at the NADA show a couple of years National ago. National Athletic Training yeah. yeah. And you were all over in these posters. I'm like, dude, this guy is me. It's so freaking big. I am so proud of this dude. Are you jealous um, of me, Doug Frago? Because uh, you shouldn't be, because you are the gold standard. Yeah, that's actually, to, to seriously question, mm. uh, what I, I don't I, again, I'll go back to the talent thing. I, your shows and your speeches and your your what you do up there is so unique, and so I could never have done that. I do talks and stuff too, and there's some humor in there. But what you do is a performance. Well, I'm going to say this because I think I was very jealous of you and the work you're doing, <laughs> and still am because I think you're doing something that I can't do, which is again that really hilarious kind of written stuff. And I've seen your talks, and I got to pitch this. This I got to pitch. If you guys want, and it's got to be a medical audience, can't be administrators. If you want a hard-hitting, hilarious freaking <laughs> keynote, this guy will rock the show, man, because he can say stuff that I could never say in a keynote, and it's freaking hilarious. Doug Ferrego. Thanks. And I got to shake your hand. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Now. You're a good man. We're going to kiss later. I know. Oh, it. yeah, That's we are. Okay. And there's going to be just tongue. Become best Did we friends? just become best friends? <laughs> Did we just become, okay, best magazine to beat off to? Um, good housekeeping. Good housekeeping. <laughs> Man, I missed that line. <laughs> I missed the line. It was not coming to me. Brilliant. Stepbrothers, Brilliant. we didn't make that up. You no. can't blame me for that. Yeah.
Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. (laughs) And so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, It just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I wanna hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is, Financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st- really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.